0: welcome to navigating the modern world a place to gain skills or new ways of thinking coping or approaching the areas of life that you may feel stuck stagnant fearful or challenged Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Navigating the Modern World. My name is Kimberly Johnson. I am your host. I am a mindset shifter. I am a peace warrior and I am a sex advocate. I do life coaching and sex coaching in the greater Denver area and really all over the world. If you want to find out more about my work, you can find me at KimberlyCoaching.com. I today am going to talk about my biggest fear and I don't know how many people who listen to this podcast have been divorced before Um, but about 4 years ago I went through a divorce and probably the hardest part of coming through the divorce is really like Realizing the pain for myself of how much I lost touch with who I am and really lost touch of deeply what I like and what I want out of life. And um, I don't know about anybody else who's been married or is married, but my ex and I had a very unhealthy, codependent relationship. And our relationship actually broke once we kind of started owning our independence and what that looked like for me was like traveling alone and starting this business and and you know he kind of jumped deeper into his career and it was the initial beginning of the end it was like we didn't know how to coexist as independent beings and so after my divorce, you know, I went through years, like years of being alone and years of really trying to figure out who the heck is Kimberly and what do I really want and what do I really like and what do I want my life to look like and what are my values? And it was a long, extraneous painful, beautiful, exhilarating, adventurous process. And it came with all of the parts. It came with all of the sadness and all of the anger, and it came with all of the joy and all of the gratitude and bliss of getting the opportunity to recreate a life that I love. And it's a lot of where my work and my, my deep passion stems from is helping people find themselves, helping people reconnect with the truth of who they are. And so I went through this huge, long process, and now I'm kind of on the other side, never an ending process, always, always doing the work, but but coming to a more comfortable place within myself. Comfortable in that I feel like I know myself better than I ever have before, and I know what helps me thrive in life and I know, um, what makes me happy and what I want and what I don't want. And so, but what I notice, so I recently have had this guy reach out to me and he's, um, been kind of pursuing me in the realm of business and which is so flattering. And I feel so grateful that he sees something in me. And as I kind of like debate on, whether I want to pursue what he is offering, I literally, this thing keeps coming up and it's like this, it's like this weird feeling in my body. And it's almost like, it's almost like anxiety or excitement. Like I can't decide. It's almost like, um, you know, one of my favorite quotes is fear is just excitement put on pause. So actually in the body, fear and excitement have similar, they manifest similarly in the body and we can very easily get excitement confused with fear. And so we, we trick our brain into thinking we're super fearful and we stop moving when in actuality, we are just excited about what's next or what's possible or what's opening up for us. And I'm kind of in that place. I'm noticing. So the gentleman that has been talking to me, he gave me this book and it's called the go giver. And it's talking about how giving is actually the way to success. And it goes through these like five laws and I'm reading it and I sat down this morning and I read half of it. And, um, and it's a great book in that it is making me feel very uncomfortable. And it is making me look at how I do my work in the world. And I consider myself a pretty giving person. And what is interesting that's coming up around this book is how I kind of fear giving. And I don't fear giving in the um, the sense of like, things. I actually, I give to homeless people all the time. I I tend to give money a lot and I tend to give things a lot, but what, and I do the same with my friends. Like I love to, I love to be giving and I love to, um, you know, give of my time and my ear, but there is a factor showing up for me of fear of scarcity. And it's mostly two fears. It's fear of scarcity of my time Like I feel like my time is limited and I have a real struggle with giving away all of my time, like being super giving of my time. And it's because I have this running story in my mind that I don't have enough time already. So I feel like I don't have enough time to do all the things I want to do. And if I say yes to all the people that want to talk to me or yes to all the people that want to spend time with me or that I want to spend time with that, when will I have time for me? When will I have time for me? And, and the other thing that I have some scarcity around is the fear of losing myself again. The fear of if I don't spend an, a certain amount of time working on myself or with myself or doing the things that make me feel most like myself, that I will actually lose myself again. And that is my biggest fear. My biggest fear is that I will not be connected with who I truly am anymore. That I will lose that. And it's so emotional for me because I have worked so hard to remember. To remember who I truly am and to remember like what I'm doing here. And this fear is so interesting because... In this book, it says, your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. And then it goes on to say, they called it enlightened self-interest. Watch out for what other people need with the faith that when you do, you get what you need. So I was reading this, and I automatically get triggered (laughs) because I'm like, that all sounds true, and I tend to put my own self-interest first because I have this deep ingrained fear that I'm going to lose myself again and that I don't have enough time for myself, and It's so interesting because I'm like reading this and I'm thinking, and I'm like super like feeling all of these sensations in my body. And I was like, okay, you need to meditate. You need to meditate on this and actually like sit with it. So I put the book down. I was hoping to read the whole book today, but I only got through half. (laughs) Uh, Kimberly problems. And um, so I set my timer for 30 minutes and I began sitting in meditation And I'm kind of like going down the rabbit hole and then I'll come back out of the rabbit hole. And then I go back into the rabbit hole and then I come back out of the rabbit hole. And the question in the inquiry that kept popping up was like, how do you do that? How do you not lose yourself and put others' interests first? And what I came to is that there's not much to do. That my fear of losing myself is based in some future of, you know, feeling those same excruciating, painful feelings that I felt during my divorce and not wanting to relive those feelings or those sensations of having the thing that I knew now be gone. And with all of that being gone, who now is Kimberly? Which I think is so interesting because that's what I talked about in my last podcast of like, the death of the ego, and the death of these identities and these labels that we place around ourselves. And my marriage was just one of those. And the death experience was so painful, but also so enlightening. Because now I sit here and I feel very confident about who I am. And I love that this book is making me question even deeper. Like, okay, so now... You know yourself, but now you've created a new label and this new identity that you know who you are and you have to spend this much time doing the work around yourself and you have to be, in some ways, um, kind of very self-serving. Like, you have to to keep going self-serving because if you don't, then you will once again lose yourself again and then you will have to die again. And... What I want to offer is that in my meditation, what I got clear about is that maybe there's another way. It's like one of the mantras that I say, I'm willing to see this differently. And what if this thing is true that this book is saying? I'm going to read it again. What if it is true? What if... The enlightened self-interest. What if that, you know, meant that if you watched out for other people's needs, that your needs will actually be met. I'm gonna read another sentence. It says, Because if you place the other person's interests first, your interest will always be taken care of. Always, it says. Always. And it's interesting because I believe this in some realms. I totally believe this in some realms. I, you know, I do not even hesitate to give a homeless person something. Um, because I understand that in giving, if you give, you get back. Yet when it comes to certain things like my time or putting another person's time and energy first, like it it, it seems like it's very conditional. It's like in small snippets, like I can hand a homeless person a $10 bill And like, it's in, it's over with, no big deal. And I realize that money will come back to me. Yet, when I think about living my life, putting another person's interest first, and that actually that is how my own needs are met, I begin to get kind of panicky. And I'm just sitting in the inquiry of that maybe that is possible. Maybe that is how I will best serve the world. And it's interesting. It's funny because I'm like, you know, I'm reading this book and I'm like, you know, there are certain areas where I want to acknowledge that I'm doing this. You know, I offer this podcast where I try to share true stories and true content with my work in the world and also just like what it is to really be alive in these times. And also, I definitely can see that I'm also very stingy with my time and it's all fear-based. It's all fear-based. And in fact, it happened this morning, you know, my boyfriend stayed over and, um, this morning he, you know, is acting like he wants to spend a little bit more time with me in the morning. And I notice, I notice automatically, I'm like, no, we got to get up. We got to get moving because I've got things I got to do today. And it's like this idea that like, I have to put my interests first because nobody else is protecting me. It's this protection. It's like no one else is going to protect me. No one else is going to put my interests first. I have to. It's like this like almost rebellion. It's almost this like standing up for myself and fighting for myself. And I... I just want to acknowledge to people and say that something I'm super clear about is that rebellion and fighting against something is not actually freedom. You're just as chained. You're just chained to a different thing. And it might feel like freedom. It might feel like, yeah, I'm standing up for myself. I'm free. Like, I'm protecting myself. But that too is not freedom. Because I don't actually believe that we need to fight against anything. I believe that fighting is just one end of the pendulum swing. So like for me, it was like this codependent relationship that was super unhealthy. And then I got divorced and I lost myself. Right. So that was like one side, had no idea who I was. And then I completely pendulum swung to this, like, I'm going to be strict with who gets my time. I'm going to only do things that are good for me. Like I'm going to say no to a lot of people, like feeling like very stingy and like had to like protect myself and my time and who I am. And I want to say that this is okay. We can't find equilibrium without sometimes pendulum swinging. So both are okay. There's nothing wrong with what I've been going through. There's nothing wrong with what I've done yet. What I'm noticing reading this book is that I'm still over here on this end of the pendulum, this like stinginess, this like wanting to protect my time and what i'm going to just do is get curious there's nothing to do there's nothing like I don't need to change and just start offering everyone my time. I could experiment and get curious, which is what I want to do is start experimenting and practicing and getting curious about doing things another way. Like what if somebody else's self interest and taking that into part into in, into my heart first? What if that was actually the way that my needs were fulfilled? And I'm going to just start practicing and playing with it and, um, and experimenting on the people I love and experimenting on strangers and seeing how it makes me feel and seeing what the results are, what, like what kind of comes out of it. And being completely detached from outcome, being completely detached from an expectation of that it will work or not work. But what I love is that this book is changing and making me awaken to some of my patterning. So if you notice that you are doing something similar, or maybe it's like with a completely different kind of topic, but you notice that it's the pendulum swing and you notice what you're grasping and holding on to, I just want to offer... How can you get curious? How can you get curious and experiment that there could be another way? Because I will say to you all that holding on and thinking my time is precious and thinking like I can't waste my time is actually super painful and creates suffering for me. And if something is creating suffering for me, I am willing to look at it and try something new. And that's all I want to offer you is if you notice you're suffering in some area, how could you really get curious and maybe even just use the mantra like, I'm willing to look at this differently. I'm willing to look at this differently because it's creating me suffering and I'm committed to being at peace and not committed to staying in suffering. And if you do it and something comes up, please, 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 please share with me. Um, You can email me at Johnson at gmail.com or you can find me on my website KimberlyCoaching.com or on my blog OneYearAlone.com My real hope for every single being is that we all experience peace and we all have the courage to get curious enough to awaken to new ways of doing things so that our suffering can dissipate and our pre- and our peace can prevail okay guys until next time